Hey friends, I am currently in Austin, Texas, and I stepped outside just after our sound check tonight uh, to record just a thought I had for the podcast. And as soon as I walk outside, I hear from the distance, as you can probably hear right now, this guy is standing on the street uh, singing, and he's dressed head to toe in like clippings of pictures of President Trump. And he's waving an American flag. Uh, two eight by 10 photos of Trump uh, taped together and put on his head like a crown. And he's just walking around the streets of Austin singing. I was gonna ask him what he's singing, uh, but there seemed to be no interest in stopping. And, and as, he, as he started looking at me singing, you are so handsome, I just think, uh, Maybe words aren't needed between him and I, so maybe, maybe we don't need words right now. So I actually asked him if I could, I just took a photo just now too, so maybe I'll post that on Instagram. Hey, before I dive into this thought, I just had a massive thank you to anybody who has swung out to cheers in person. Man, if this is your first time hearing about this whole let's cheers experiment of mine, what it boils down to is I have had a question. What would happen if over the next two months of being on the road with music, I used social media and the podcast with the main purpose of trying to get together with as many people as possible, with as many friends or people I haven't met before, you listeners of the podcast, how many people can I get together, excuse me, with in person to sit down over drinks and connect with. You can go to my personal website, therobmorgan.com slash let's cheers. And on there, I've put a schedule of the next couple months where I'm going to be. And if I'm gonna be near you, I'd love to get together. Anyways, I had a thought. I wanted to share with you, one of my favorite things about doing this tour so far is the openness of of it. Last Saturday, I was playing a cover gig in Minneapolis with a friend of mine, Elise, who is a freaking badass vocalist, and we were chatting it up between sets, and she was asking about this upcoming tour and our stops on locations. I told her, you know, that I was, I was going through, I said, you know, we start in Nashville, and then the next stop is Houston, Texas. So between there, I'm not sure what we're going to do, what the plan is, but we're still feeling out. And she said, well, you know what? I know it's a little out of the way, But I'm moving back to New Orleans and I leave on Sunday and I'm driving two days straight down to New Orleans and I have a gig on Wednesday night. If you make a detour and stay in New Orleans, I'd love to have you out there. You can sit in on the gig. I said, hell yes, let's make it happen. So we drive from Nashville down to New Orleans and as we're driving down there, On our way, as we're driving, I believe it was in Arkansas, we pull over at a travel stop, and as we pull in, all of a sudden, what we hadn't noticed uh, from the highway was this massive rocket ship, and it said USA on the side, and it was ginormous. Come to find out, I think it was like a Saturn three, Saturn two rocket ship that had orbited the Earth. So as my buddy Dan and I are sitting underneath this giant rocket, 
literally in the shadow of it, so we're, we have this travel case that has like all the fixings you need to make coffee in a pinch. So we're pulling out uh, an AeroPress and we're grinding coffee, hanging out, uh, just chatting it up. It was. It was like kind of a magical, kind of magical uh, pit stop. I don't know how we got on this the topic of astronauts, but somehow this conversation turned to talking about astronauts and the absurd ratio of time, uh, even for astronauts that landed and walked on the moon. Massive air quotes. I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not gonna get, maybe I should. I feel like it'd be fascinating to ha- get into uh, chatting with someone about conspiracy theories. If there's anybody out there that uh, considers themselves a massive uh conspiracy theorist that would be a, a fascinating conversation to have but uh the uh, and of course i mean i'm thinking about this i'm thinking about the time spent getting to and from the moon safely and the time actually spent walking on the moon something that you consider that's the goal the goal is to get to the moon and walk on it uh and how many years of preparation and planning going on before that and of course, because I, I just my mind just connects random shit all the time. I was I found myself uh, sitting in the van later that day, thinking about how I kind of felt a little connected with that time ratio of the astronauts when it comes to touring with music. And <laughs> this sounds so dumb. I know it's like the uh, now Rob is comparing himself to an astronaut. No, but. If you were to look at, if you had to boil down, what is an astronaut that's going to walk on? What do you get? What are you hired to do? Well, you're hired to go to the moon, right? That's your deal. You're hired to walk on the moon, but that's not actually what an astronaut is hired to do. An astronaut's not hired to walk around the moon. The reason an astronaut is hired is because of their skill set to get to and from the moon. And It made me think about music and a lot of times being on a tour like this, maybe you are a musician or you are someone uh, that gets hired to create something. A lot of times I think, well, you know, I'm on tour right now. What am I hired to do? Well, I'm hired to play bass. I'm a bass player. I'm hired for it. But really, if you think about it, I'm spending at max. Okay, think about the. I'm thinking about the biggest tour I've ever been on, touring overseas, playing arenas. Uh, the max length of a set I was playing on those was about two hours, maybe two and a half hours on a long night. That leaves twenty-one and a half hours in the rest of the day that I am spending time, maybe it's time spent setting up for the gig. Maybe it's to and from. There's all this time. So I wonder, like, if I'm really thinking about it, It's if I'm really thinking about what I'm hired to do, uh, like, say, this tour, we're only playing, we're playing about 45-minute set each night. It's easy for me to think that I am hired to be here as a bass player. I'm playing bass. That's what I'm hired to do. Those are my skill sets. I need to focus on it. If I want to be living, a, if I want to be, if my goal is to be touring with music, to be a touring musician, I need to focus on playing bass because that's what I do for a living. But really, if I think about it, I'm not really getting, yes, I'm, I'm getting hired to play bass. And I have to have those skill sets. That's almost a given that you have to be uh, skilled in what you do, have a voice on your instrument. But really, 
There's a whole other 23 hours and 15 minutes during my day that is filled with other things that are massive factors that go into someone hiring you to go on the road with music. Uh, to me, if I think about the astronauts going to space, really you're getting hired for your scientific and mathematic knowledge. Uh, you're being cool under pressure. Uh, when stuff goes wrong, you're not hired, uh, to be doing, Oh yeah, oh man, now I'm saying this out loud for the first time. I didn't even think about it. You're not hired. Uh, oh man. Okay. This is that. I mean, I'm just thinking about this for the first time. Uh, but I would assume that an astronaut is not hired for how they handle things when everything is going smooth and as according to plan. The similarities with music is that, you know, we're not hired uh, for how we handle situations when things go according to plan. People hire you for how you handle situations under stress, under pressure, because you're on the road, away from home, away from the comforts that you're used to for weeks at a time, how are you gonna handle yourself? You are in a van, one-on-one with other people, you're in close quarters, Uh, you're showing up to venues where every night is just full-on problem solving. You never know what's gonna happen, Maybe maybe they didn't backline it properly. I would think, as musicians for on tour, we are hired for how we handle the situations when shit hits the fan. Can you take a deep breath and without and instead of freaking out when the place the whole place is feeding back through the microphones? Can you problem solve? So I guess my question for you today is this: Whatever industry uh, you are in, whatever you are getting hired to do, so often it's easy to just focus on the two hour, the 45 minutes uh, piece and the main focus of what we think it is that we do. Man, if, you're, if you are a musician, of course you're thinking about things like, man, I want to, I want to get better uh, at my craft and what it is I bring to the table so other people want, will want to hire me. So it's obvious, we practice our instruments, uh, we work on things that are taking place on stage. But my question for you is, what would happen if you spent some intentional time focusing on uh, the other 23 hours? What are the skill sets and things you bring to the table? What are things that set you apart from everybody else uh, that make you stand out, uh, that are outside of just that 45 minutes uh, thing? that you do. Maybe you are a graphic designer and you are thinking to yourself, hell yes, you know, I design things, I come up with ideas, but a majority of what I do uh, is working with clients. It's problem solving, it's my communication skills. Whatever industry you are in, uh, what would be some of those other things that we can practice outside of, because it's, come on, it's so easy, It's so it's so easy to say those little catchphrases like, man, it's all about the music, it's all about the song. And I totally agree with that. It is all about the song. And it is all about the music. And that's what I'm passionate about. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's another two, 22 hours in the day. So there's things like um, 
being organized with your calendar, being organized with your money, your communication skills, uh, reading other people, building rapport. Holy shit, how about building rapport? Uh, walking into a place, for the first, meeting a new sound engineer for the very first time. Uh, how can you build a connection? How can you find that, that quick, how quickly can you build rapport with this person, uh, build trust with this person? So really, I mean, at the core of this is just more curiosity. I would love to hear uh, from you. I would love to hear what industry you are in. Uh, what are the things outside of what people think it is that you do uh, that really have made the biggest difference in your life? All right. Hit me up all the usual ways. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. All right. I'm going to head back in. We play in about an hour, uh, but wherever you're at, my hope is that your curiosity leads you to considering uh, other things outside the obvious of what you do, and that it leads you into doing something cool that no one else has maybe thought of before, and I hope it sets you apart, and I hope it opens massive opportunities for you and your life, thinking outside the box. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And as always, stay curious.